This is DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Hillary Doyle, how are you? I'm good, DJ Thomas. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. So um, I've known you for a few years now. We're in the same industry. We're both in uh, marketing, advertising, stuff like that. But um, I don't know a lot about you before this industry. And I know you've been in, spent years in radio, and you have a, a a huge following behind the mic, you know, or used to. I don't know where it's at now. But anyways, uh, how, what it, so tell me about you uh, growing up and getting into, you know, I know you're – you had to be in drama or something like that, huh? You're a huge people person. <laughs> well, I'm a woman. Aren't we all in drama? <laughs> but yes, I was in drama. Um, I actually grew up, I always tell people I'm a radio brat. You hear military brats. I'm a radio brat. My dad was a DJ. Uh, when DJ, DJs were cool, no offense to you, you're cool. <laughs> um, but when they had agents and, you know, six-figure salaries and smaller markets. And so... I grew up in the industry, and like I said, I did terrestrial radio for 10 years, had a morning show, did Sirius XM for probably four years. Jimmy Buffett was my boss. It's kind of okay. cool, like, tell people that. Yeah. Um, but now I'm behind the scenes. I'm the, the man behind the curtain, just like you are, helping grow businesses. <laughs> and I'm yeah. a middle child by birth and by nature like i need love and attention and so here i am <laughs> <laughs> well all eyes are on you no that's no pressure i was telling <laughs> you this you know you asked me to be a part of your podcast and i thought you were just being nice so i said yeah and then when you wanted to put a date on it i was like oh he's serious <laughs> not sure why because you've had some pretty cool guests i mean you've had uh the cajun ninja who's yeah. like virally huge love his cooking um, Nate Edwards, who, you know, is just a walking Hallmark card, like everything he said, <laughs> so inspirational. And you're like, man, just makes you feel he could make a preacher feel like a bad person. He, yeah. He's just such a good guy. You know, yeah. he makes me feel lazy. Him and The Rock, those two. I, know. <laughs> and I work out a lot and Nate still makes me feel lazy. So. So I'm interested about that. OK, a couple questions on this. So. Ever since I've known you, which is probably, what, six or seven years now? Yeah, something like that. You've always been, like, a pretty bowed-up dude. <laughs> Typically, when you see this, it could be one of two things. Correct me if I'm wrong. It could be that you were a really skinny child, like, <laughs> bag of bones, and you were very self-conscious about it and got made fun of, so you were like, I'm going to show them, and that was your motivator, or... You were, like me, a foodie and a little bit on the rounder side as a kid and decided to use that to your advantage. This is, you're flipping this on me. Okay. I got to tell this oh, story. I'm sorry. Am I, I got to tell, no, it's great. It's great because no one knows. Okay. So um, eighth grade, six, seventh, eighth grade, I kind of got chunky. I was, I was a band nerd. I played saxophone, got made fun of, got in a lot of fights. Um, between eighth grade and ninth grade year, I decided I wasn't going to be fat anymore. I was a little round, you know, going through puberty and all that. So um I decided to get into working out and eating better. And um, I also worked outside for my grandpa at their sawmill all summer long. So I lost about 30 pounds and grew three inches over a two month span. So I come back and I was a little leaner. And then I just started building upon that. And that's kind of how I got into fitness. Well, it's kind of funny because I thought you were going to say you lost some fingers being in the sawmill, <laughs> but I'm glad it was inches. So no. that's where you got all of your toes too, or no? I can't show you those. Um, I have an OnlyFans account for that. Oh, okay. Sorry, I will not be privy to that. That's a whole other thing. I have no idea what's going on with that. 
So ever since then, you've been kind of into fitness? Yeah, um, I was in uh, oil and gas. I was in oil and gas for 10 years, and then um, we started this thing up in 15 and uh, been rolling from there. I know, y'all are killing it. Uh, I'm into fitness, too. I like to fitness sandwich in my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) I work out so I don't die early. I mean, I don't know. I'm not to your level. I would love to be, but I just like drinking and eating too much me too so i have to work out to where i feel like i'm about to die every day and then i can it kind of offsets that that's not fun for me no thanks uh, it's not fun but it's only an hour of your life or two hours of your life you know what i mean yeah, like i do an hour of my life four hours out of the week and that's enough <laughs> i still don't look like you okay oh, like, okay so another question how is the chicken shortage affecting you because like, a lot of chicken no um i eat a lot of deer meat um a lot of red meat um surprisingly i mean ate a little bit of chicken a couple times a week maybe but it hasn't affected me any i didn't even notice oh i just thought you'd be like tyson's fan of the man fan of the month club (laughs) no i'm not i'm not a chicken breast and vegetable guy one more question that i've always wanted to ask you oh god um and then i'll let you ask me one is it hard for you to back out of the driveway because you can't like turn your head or oh good mobility or do you do like the man? Well, you know, you see some of those people and you're like, there's no way they'd be able to back yeah. out the driveway. No, Unless you were like all the other men that back in to your driveway. Why do people, why do men park like that? I don't know why I did that. That's an interesting question. I love how you <laughs> that's an interesting question, but um, no, I did that. Uh, I was in oil and gas so long that I got in the habit of doing that because we had to do that on location. You have to have to get like a quick getaway and get yeah. something. Safety reason it starts blowing up, yeah. Everyone has to back up on the location and in oh. any office, uh, you know, any kind of office, any oil field company, anything like that. So, yeah, I don't know why any other man would do it. I, I'm not sure. Police officers do that, I believe, and so do fire department. Um, but other than that, I'm not sure why any other regular gentleman would back in. Unless See, he's just trying to be really, as cool as us, I'm not sure. All of these thrilling topics already covered. Yeah. On frequency yeah. interrupted. Look with at that. Well, well, tell me this. How do you have, have you always been so quick to the punch with your uh with your puns and your questions. <laughs> I think so. Where did that I come from? It's uh, years of trauma, childhood trauma. I think it's okay. a defense mechanism. I honestly okay. do. You would make a you really know. good comedian. You should try to do stand-up one day. I think you would be great at it. And I appreciate that. And that is very kind of you. And thank you for that. But I I couldn't. Like, there's nothing I could think of, like, long enough to stand on a stage and, like, have a whole like scripted diatribe and then if somebody heckled me good gravy i'd be like you know what you're right and i would just walk on i bet you could roast right someone though here. you could do a good you'd be a good roaster it depends just someone you do. come on i love stand-up comedy i love to watch stand-up who's your favorite comedy. stand-up comedian right now i really i loved burt kreischer for a while oh yeah and i still <laughs> like him don't get he me always wrong. has a shirt off yeah, Tom Segura, and I'm glad, you know, uh, he's back on tour. And then, you know how you're like, oh, I love her. She's so great, but I can't remember her damn name. Amy Nikki, Schumer? Nikki. Um, sure hold on. Her. Hold on. I have to. She's hilarious, and she has a very funny Netflix. Uh, Nikki Glaser. Okay. She's potty mouth, and I enjoy her. And she, too, has childhood trauma. I can't look at somebody, though, that's really funny and not wonder who hurt them. Well, see, that's a big thing. You've, you've talked to a lot of comedians or hear them talk about that. A lot of them do. You know, know. they have um, extreme childhood trauma, and then they want to, you know, that's something that helps them deal with it. 
Yeah. So that somebody tells a joke, I'm like, <laughs> who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to get doom and gloom. Unless you no, want to talk no, about no, it. If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. I mean, I don't... No, I'll <laughs> save that for my therapist that okay, I haven't cool. found yet. Um, but yeah. <laughs> well, beyond the um, the trauma and the, um, you know, possible comedian, you know, launch one day, I'll see if you, I, I think you could do it. I really do. No, I don't want to be heckled. I what think if, I have this thing where like, I'm, I'm okay with not being in the spotlight. What if okay. you were, what were, what if you were on a podcast with another comedian? I mean, who? I don't know. What if I put it together? I can't tell you how many times people are like, hey, you want to do a podcast? Like, actually do one? <laughs> like, the day I left terrestrial radio, I was I was forced out, kind of. You know, I wasn't fired. I did quit because uh, they were going to so That's what everyone back. says. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, you're a comedian. <laughs> um, but I felt a sense of relief. Like I really did. Like I was like, gosh, because I always say, if you if you know me, you've met me at least once. You've heard me say this ten times. You're only as good as your last bit. Yeah. And the pressure to perform is a lot. You know, with well, that's what I love about this is it, it doesn't matter. You know, you're not. You know, it's like you don't have something like there's no script, right? So there's nothing yeah. people there's nothing for someone to expect of you. You know, like if you had those two, those, those two one-liners every morning, someone's like, oh, Hillary's going to say some more funny shit today. What is it going to be? <laughs> yeah, well, don't set your expectations too high there, buddy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, so what, well, tell me about this. So tell me about radio, because I don't know. Um, I had your friend Jay Watley on a while back. We talked about radio yeah. a little bit versus what we were doing, but um, I haven't talked about it much on the show. So tell me about how that works. Like, tell me about radio life, like waking up at 3 a.m. to be on or whatever to be on live at five or however y'all did that. That that was difficult. Yeah. I did that for 10 years. You wake up at three, I had to get there at four and here's a funny secret. I'm not a morning person. All of my morning partners knew that not to talk to me until we went on the air. Cause I was just grumpy. I just needed a second to like wake up, drink coffee. I read the newspaper, found out what happened, you know, overnight. We already had a, it wasn't scripted. Nothing we did was scripted, but we had like a rundown of, you know, this is what we're going to talk about. And we would just, it was a living, breathing thing. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool to be part of a live radio show, especially when you have, you know, your listeners calling in and interacting with it. It's like a, it's like a person. It's a, it's a baby of yours that you give birth to every day. Yeah. And sometimes those babies are ugly. And sometimes they're the prettiest babies ever, you know, and sometimes you thought they were pretty. And then you go back and you go, oh, that was a really ugly baby, but it's a lot of fun, but it's, it's stressful. People don't realize how stressful that is. I didn't mean to take another road here, but it's always funny to me when someone says a baby's so cute when it's really ugly. Like I'm the person that even if my baby's ugly, I'm going to say it's an ugly ass kid. Like they usually turn out to be cute kids, but some babies are ugly. Yeah. I think some people are just in denial because I knew that my my youngest, he was not a cute baby. Like he looked he's like gonna, little, he's gonna see this one day. He'll understand. He looks exactly like me. Like exactly like me. <laughs> okay. So he's cute now. Yeah. Um, but when he was born, he looked like a grumpy old man with no chin whatsoever. And he just constantly looked grumpy. So I get it. Which, by the way, congrats on your nuptials. Man, calling me out on my podcast, yeah. Was I not supposed to do that? You just oh, said it was your podcast. That was cool. 
Okay. Um, you know, it works. It's great. I have no complaints. Yeah. I'm loving it. So does this lead us open? And if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. Are, are we going to have babies? No, 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 no. Um, don't plan on I'm the oldest of seven on one side, three on the other. I've changed more diapers than you have. Oh, um, yeah. I probably don't want to do that anymore. Um, her children are grown. Well, old enough to no, no diaper changes, you know, six and seven. Um, uh, we don't plan on having any. Oldest of seven. Are yeah. you like... Did you come from like an Irish background? Is this a Catholic thing? I'm not sure. I don't don't think it's acquainted to religion. I just, I I just, they had a lot of good times, I guess. And (laughs) hey, I'm not knocking them. Good on you. I don't know. Um, But yeah, it's it made me not want to have kids. And nothing against children. I love children, but I just, I was like, this is not something I want to do. Most people who want to have kids don't know about all this. Well, about the screaming yeah, and the temper tantrums and flop, flopping around on the floor, not being able to go out in public because they throw fits and changing yeah. shit diapers every day and you know all that stuff. Well, you already were a parent if you think about it. Because yeah, like, I mean, what I What's the age ranges from you to the youngest? The youngest is um, gosh, 13, 14. I'm thirty-two. So okay, yeah, I'm not good at math, but enough to know that you were heavily involved. Twenty-one years. Thank so you. Is the age gap, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was involved for at least from the age of about 11 to about 15, pretty heavy. I don't blame you. And then I moved out. I said, peace. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You either go one way or the other. Like, you would either also have seven children or you'd have none. I could see that. Yeah. And it's funny because my brother closest to me already has three. I'm like, well, he went the other way. So. No, three. It's not seven. Three no, but it's halfway there, right? I don't know sure, if they're done or not. not a mathematician. I always wanted even number children just because I was a middle child in between two sisters. Yeah. And you don't know what it's like, especially you being the oldest, to be a middle child because I had to share everything with both of them. They never had to share anything with each other. Yeah. So my older sister would get new clothes. Guess who got the hand-me-downs? You, of course. And, and that included underwear sometimes, which I still have not let my mom live that down. <laughs> <laughs> Take a day and, you know, what do they say? Uh, spend some time in another man's shoes. Spend some yeah. time in another girl's panties. Yeah. Not on that level, DJ. <laughs> uh, but my little sister always got new stuff. So I never got new stuff, ever. Well, I'll get off the couch. Enough of the complaining. Yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, a lot of people don't know about any of those situations, you know, they're just like they acquaint, I mean, everything, associate everything to what their experience is, right? Mm-hmm. Not taking into account others or, you know, that's why people act certain ways because the way they were grew up or, the, you know, the way they were dealing with things or how they were raised or how their siblings treated them or so on and so forth, you know? Yeah, there's this um, group that I'm a part of that we meet every week. It's like a, a women's radio group and they said, the platinum rule, you know, the golden rule is treat others as you wish to be treated. Mm-hmm. Platinum rule is treat others as they want to be treated. Because just like you said, look, I'm getting a little Nate Edwards philosophical here. Hey, I love it. Let's do it. it. Um, but, you know, they were raised differently. So they react mm-hmm. to things differently. So you have to talk to them the, the <laughs> way that they like to be talked to. Yeah. I'm um I'm pretty hardcore and it's like no one cares for Carter. You know what I mean? But some people just don't have that mentality. So you have to figure out another way to connect with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially now, like I worry more about, you know, our kids 
you know, they're, they're all virtual most of the time. They don't know how to have a conversation and look at somebody in the eyeballs. Hell, now that they have to wear masks, you can't even see what they're saying. And so it's like, it's <laughs> weird. It's going to be weird to see how they interact with people and media as they get older. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, like there's no accountability when someone's not yeah. in front of you, you know, um, there's so many different things that we're going to have. They're going to, there's going to be a huge gap between, mm-hmm. you know, what year were you born? 1982. Okay. So you're technically a millennial, which is yep. crazy because it's 81. I'm, I'm, what are they calling me? They're an elderly millennial? Uh, <laughs> no, it's I'm, called I'm, I'm in the eighties too. I'm barely in the eighties, but I'm in there. Yeah. It's called something like elderly millennial or geriatric millennial or something. Go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> it's the grays, the silver club, the blue hair. Is that what they call it? Yeah. I'm okay um, with eating dinner at four. But <laughs> damn, no, I still have to eat again, like by nine or something. But not chicken, right? Just deer? Whatever. Whatever's there. <laughs> as long as it's not fried, I'll eat it. Um, we can be friends anymore. Sorry, it'll be okay. We just won't eat together. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is interesting, the huge gap there between, you know, the early millennials and the later ones, the difference. <clears throat> and the same thing with the kids we have now, the huge gap and huge, like the way we're going to, they're going to relate to us and us relate to them. There's not going to be a lot there because there's, you know, we still remember not having cell phones. Right. Oh yeah. Which is insane to think about. And that was only 10 years ago. I left my phone at my house and I didn't realize it <laughs> until I got to my kid's school this morning and had a near out panic attack. What happens if something happens to my car? Yeah. I was in high school and it's like, who cares? You know, my parents had no idea where I was unless I had a pager, but even with a pager, which what a stupid invention was that you page me. I still have to find a damn phone and I still have to have money. Yeah. I call you and then hopefully not get hepatitis from the damn phone. (laughs) I don't even know. I haven't seen one of those in years, but um, yeah, I vaguely remember those as well. And making the collect call and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You didn't have some change. Or how about like having to watch the TV channel guide and watch it go up and then hopefully you don't blink and miss it. Or, yeah. Or get distracted, you know, or something. And then and you have it to then. watch it again. But do you remember the TV guide book that came out like every week? Remember that yeah, shit? The crossword puzzle yeah, the little book and you could see yeah. it was going to come on. Uh-huh. That was exciting to read. Yeah. That in the Sears toy catalog that came out. JC Penney's Sears. Holy shit. It was like this thick. Admit it. Look at lingerie. I looked at everything. You looked at the lingerie section. That was your thing. I probably did. No, yeah, I'm sure did. Mm -hmm. They don't have those anymore. Like, no bathroom reading material, nothing. You have your cell phone. Well, I mean, you can pull anything up on that thing, though. But it is, it's it's very interesting to see um, how reliant we, it's just like we're becoming, this is, we're like AI, right? This is an extension of us. So we're technically already robots because <laughs> we can't function without another piece of technology i mean i, I have this thing on 24 7 i even sleep in it who knows what kind of crazy neurons is in play or whatever activating doing something into my you know who knows with the bluetooth and whatever. Got a whoop band yeah i love it you do yeah it's a I'm huge difference um, i was apple watch for three or four years and um with this i'm actually getting i'm, I'm seeing actually how many calories i'm burning and getting like, oh, you didn't do shit today. Like, it'll tell me, oh, you didn't go hard enough. Or did you have any alcoholic beverages? And I'll log that. And it says your recovery is shit today. Don't work out hard. But I still do. 
It asked about your alcoholic beverages. It asked about everything. Check this out. It says, now I'm not being disrespectful here. I'm just telling you what it says, but it asks you questions like, um, did you consume gluten? Did you masturbate? Did you have sexual activities? Did you drink alcoholic beverages? Um, did you consume vitamin E? Are you having COVID? Um, whatever, you know, symptoms, stuff like that. I, I don't know. Okay. First I, I, I don't, it popped that up once and I threw it all out of there, but it does track everything that you consume. If you want to input that, like, did you have enough, uh, it says, did you have enough carbs today? Not exactly, but did you have enough? Did you have less than what you normally consume? Did you have enough protein? Did you have less than what you normally consume? I, the whole, like, did you masturbate and have drinks? It's like, well, I think it's a, um, it's a thing of elevated heart rate. Um, cause it based a lot on your heart rate, right. Or your HRV. Um, so heart rate was <laughs> up that day. Huh? Okay. <laughs> it went up there for 15 minutes. But um, in the consume and drink thing, I mean, it's just a, a matter of this is all logs for your recovery. And it basically, when you wake up the day, it says, OK, what did you do yesterday? It also monitors a lot of your sleep, your heart rate vari variability, your respiratory rate, all these stuff. I, I, damn, they need to pay me. They, they should. But yeah. um, it does it does monitor all these things and it really just helps hold you accountable. I think that's what it's doing for me. It's like. Yeah, maybe I only had two drinks of tequila drinks last night, but I could have got a better recovery had I not, you know. Till they put you on Front Street and they're like, hey, we know all this information about you and we're going to tell your wife unless you give us this money. Well, that's okay. We share we share an account. So we both we compete with each other and talk shit. So but does she look and be like, hey, why did you go into the bathroom for so long? I know what you were doing. If she did, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, said yeah. It. yeah, I did. What about me? <laughs> that's a lot of information but it, it it i mean i'm just i've been impressed with it compared to the apple watch but anyways whoop you can sponsor this podcast anytime you'd like well i hope i get your uh, get you the sponsorship buddy <laughs> what kind of ring you got on there uh which one this one yeah um, it's just a skull missing an eyeball now i've been wearing it so long oh it doesn't mean anything i've had it forever as a gift um probably six or seven years ago i've been wearing it ever since have you ever punched somebody in the face with a it? A few times, yes, I have. Is it left a scar? Uh, it's messed my finger up a couple times. Oh. Oh, yeah. Can't That's be talking about those things. Why not? You said no religion or politics. Now you keep changing. Yeah, I guess so. I've hit a few people in the face with it. But not. I don't do those things anymore. If I do that, it's inside of a you know place where we both have consent and say, hey, you can hit me, I can hit you back type of deal. I try not to do the other. Yeah. You're a big fighter. That's interesting to watch, but God, does it hurt? Or do you have so much adrenaline when you're fighting that you don't feel? Um, like so you use when you first start. Yeah. Um, you get used to it. Right. So um, it doesn't hurt. It does, but it doesn't like you're in the, you're, you're used to getting punched anyways. Right. And you're there to, if you're in the fight, you're there to compete. So you really don't care about getting hurt. You're just trying to finish your opponent. You worry about the hurt part of once it's over with. Kind of like when you're playing, did you play sports like softball or something like that? Basketball? <laughs> yeah, sports. I was um, I was there for comedic relief, but I, yeah, I played some sports. Well, I mean, like, say you were trying to, if you say you're extremely competitive and you're trying to beat this person or, you know, do whatever, and you may roll your ankle, but you continue to finish running around the bases. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's a See, weird that, analogy. But... Right, right now, that is what's going to separate you and I. If I rolled my ankle, there would be no running of the bases. I would not be like, <laughs> No, I got to do this for the team. Would you be like one of those one of those soccer players that just like lays out and 
Have you seen all that? He's like, carry my ass off the field yeah. right now. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like, no, see, now, if it was come to like, well, I don't want to waste food. I should probably eat that last French fry. I got you, boo. No rolling of the ankle, though. Yeah. Just rolling of the dough. I would give... I would give the food a yeah. I'm pretty hard on some food too. Yeah, but you if work it's, out more than It's in my wheel, wheelhouse. I definitely will eat it. So, do you get excited about stretch marks when you get them? Because I don't. I feel like you would because <laughs> you. <laughs> oh man, I don't. I don't know. That's a weird question. <laughs> how many kids do you have? I have two. Why are you yeah. judging? Like how many stretch marks? I I have? How many stretch marks does that equate to? But, you know, the funny thing is, since I'm tall and, you know, I really befriended beer in college, I already had them. I just tell them that they're the reason that. Yeah, that's what, doesn't every mother do? Every good mother do that? Yeah, I blame my stretch marks on them. I'm like, yeah. look what you did to me. This is what I did to get you here. Yeah. Not true. It was the case of beer in college. What kind of beer? Oh, in college, I didn't care. Free beer yeah, was a whatever. So we'd go to those frat parties, and they had they called it the Beast. You know, you ever had that beer? I think it's Milwaukee's best. I do not know, probably. And they would just have this vat of ice and water, and you just dive in there, and whatever beer was there, I you know, I wasn't picky. This is before craft brew became a thing. Now Are you a craft brew brat now. I wouldn't say I'm a brat. I'm not so much a beer drinker. I like beer. Me either. I'm not. I, I can't. I just, it fills me up and it, right. I can't get drunk. I don't know. It's weird. I like a good wine, you know, a good red wine, a dry wine, not a sweet wine. But I'll tell you, I'm big on, and I, I have to say this. I liked these before all of a sudden they became like the new thing. But ranch water, not the ones in the can. I like to make my own. Yeah. A little tequila, a little Topo Chico, a little lime. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, we're on a we're on a uh, Mexican mule kick right now. So basically, Moscow mule replaced with tequila. Um, yeah. Been doing those lately. Uh, like a good ranch water. Been drinking those for a while. Like you said, until I didn't even know it was a thing until it started popping up on Instagram. You know. We're just hipsters. Look at us, just little revival alcoholics. Apparently so. Blazing so, the path. Tequila's the go-to right now. Yeah, because I think it's like fat-free. I mean, it's it's from an agave plant. It's better better than a potato or rice, right? I don't know. You're the corn buff. I mean, that's what I tell myself. That's why I drink it. I'm like, hey, the rock drinks it. The rock drinks it. He's in very good shape. I'm gonna drink what he drinks. (laughs) Who drinks it? The rock. Oh, the rock. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about his cheat days, though. Like, how much do you? Shit, that's how I do on a cheat day. Really? Oh yeah, I'll eat a whole damn pizza. Hell yeah. Are you just that hungry or is it just because you know that's the well, only day you can have it? So when I was like really, really, really like if I'm doing like prep hard just for the hell of it, just to look good neck and not really because I want to stand on stage and flex or anything. Um, I would eat, you know, extremely, extremely, you know, structured. And and then on Sunday or Saturday, I would just go hard because I knew I'd drink that day, too. So I just eat really one big crazy meal and then drink as well that evening. But I, that also would be the hardest workout of my day, too. So I'll do the hardest workout of my day, consume a meal within two hours after that workout, and then probably consume a few alcoholic beverages at night. And that was like how I did it every week for forever. Now I just kind of, if I want to eat something bad, I do every now and then. Yeah, me too, every now and then. Yeah. Everyone's every now and then. It's different. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, every now and then. So let's rewind this. You said to stand on stage. Please tell me that no. you've done that. 
not my thing. I, hit, I used to hit people in the face. That was I wasn't gonna do that just to flex muscles. I could there's I'm sorry. like the tanner and stuff. Nothing against those guys. Um, I was part of that little world for a little while. Uh, trained a few uh, female competitors, um, but nothing against the guys. It just wasn't my thing. Because I was about to make you stand up and show me the best pose. I don't know to slim myself down in a photo because you know like this is a new thing now right everybody's gonna see your face they say cosmetic surgeries have gone up because of all this new oh can we talk about that can we talk about that how do you feel sure. about the lip injections and the the stuff stuck out of your face the stuff put in your face i mean i think to each his own if it yeah. makes you feel better then you go on with your bad self um, but I would also like, if I'm going to do something like that, I would want it to look natural. Yeah. You know, I'd want people to be able to recognize me because we've all seen like the bad ones where it looks like a baboon's ass is on somebody's yeah. face and yeah. you're like, you're 21. You haven't even finished growing yet. That's like, what, that's what worries me is that it's become something that's like a trend. And then these kids are doing it so young and now they have to continue to do it for the next 30 years. Like yeah. what are they going to look like when they're 50? Not like the 50-year-olds that just started doing it five years ago. They're going to look like a damn balloon animal. We don't know because these things are all new, right? Like they've only been putting these things in, in your face for the, not at least the past 10 years, the, the newer stuff, especially the filler and stuff like that. So we don't really know what's going to happen. Well, they say it's supposed to like come out other places. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I'm not an expert in that field, but it'll be funny to hide and watch, won't it? Yeah, it will. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've heard about the, the Botox, the dudes getting the stuff done. Like, I'm not, I'm just going to embrace the wrinkles. I feel like that's part of the, you know, emotion. I'm going to embrace it. Botox, <laughs> that is a word yeah. I have not heard yeah, yet. I have not heard it, so it's a thing, right? So uh, I've done marketing yeah. for um, a company in um, Dallas-Fort Worth, and they do these things. So they do, like, Botox. They do these is that to make do... men feel better about it by? I guess they don't want wrinkles like women. I don't know adding like a masculine touch to it like no it's oh it's still botox same thing yeah i'm on it's an ego thing i guess i don't know so you don't want to get your 11s done that's what those are no, called I'm good wait do you have do you have any no but i don't oh. have botox oh you're a botox person huh no i don't i haven't had botox you just have great skin or a filter i have a beauty light that's I, something i purchased when we started doing all these calls so that's oh. it's all fake it's a and filter. Really, it's all hideous. No, it's just a light. Oh well, no, it's still you though. Lighting is everything. Okay. Well, this is just pure fluorescent shining off of the forehead. This is all real. You know, no beauty lights here. Such a Hercules, DJ. Mm -mm. Just, what does DJ stand for? Douglas. Wait, Douglas nope. Ray. Oh, go ahead. You Too don't late. Know you already gave it up. That was what? Douglas Ray Thomas Jr. There's no, but DJ, why did you put the R in there? Dirge. Wasn't, wasn't, Dirge. wasn't my decision. They've been calling oh, okay. me this since I come out the womb. So, so you were named after someone? My, my dad, I'm a junior. So my dad's Douglas Thomas, Duh. but he doesn't go by Douglas either. He goes by Duke, which is weird, right? He goes so, by Duke? Yeah. Oh my God, that's kind of So cool. like, why, why did we even, you know, we don't even use our names, so. Anyways, and Facebook Facebook uh, has me as Douglas Thomas because it won't let me put DJ as my name. But if I had some type of, you know, new pronoun I wanted to use it, let me put that. I don't understand it. 
Well, just tell them that you identify. I, I've tried that. I've tried everything. You would think you would think marketing, being a marketing company and managing Facebooks and having a contact there, I could at least get some type of name change, but I can't. So whatever. Yeah, that's that's kind of effed up. Yeah. Well, so what else you got? <laughs> Look, it's it, we could go either way. To be honest, um, I do want to talk about some mindset stuff. So you're um, you work with a lot of people. What have you been dealing with in COVID? Um, dealing with uh, clients. I don't want to talk about too much business, but too, yeah. just 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 more like personality adjustments, um, interaction through all this crap we're going through. It looks like we may be going through it again here soon. Hey, hey, hey! Um, do not manifest that. I don't believe in manifestation. I feel like actions create results so if it's going to happen it's because whoever does whatever you know fair enough um as far as that goes it's kind of you know where where we live you know i know you got listeners from all over but it's a little bit of a mix you know i have some people that only want to meet virtually that don't want me to meet in person and then i have people that don't care you know and so it's like a 50 50 I have people that are doom and gloom, you know, and the sky is falling. And I have other people that have gone down the rabbit hole of the internet and are only getting their news from social media, which is always a plus. Um, and they're just regurgitating without fact checking. And then I have people that are just don't trust anybody. And I don't blame them because you just don't never know. What's yeah, we're, we're in weird times because we have a very short attention span, especially anyone who's younger than us. Um, because they're just adapted to that. And it's like, as soon as they see something, they run with it without actually digging. And even if you dig, sometimes the information's not there. A lot of times it's not there. Yeah, well, they say that our attention span is shorter than a goldfish attention span. And a goldfish attention span is like six seconds. I believe it. So I'm gonna I mean, tell you know you that. Now, we, do, we do internet marketing. You know that. You have to convert someone in like three seconds. We've already lost all of your listeners just in the first three seconds of this podcast. Yeah, that's fine. So it's just me and you, boo. That's, <laughs> That's it. Fine. It'll be all right. But what, what have you seen? Um, <clears throat> well, it's not so much what I've seen. It's what I tried to um, instill immediately when it started happening is I wanted to make sure that I had a really good connection with everyone that I was constantly working with. And I wanted to reassure them immediately that we were going to stay connected no matter however we needed to because – I've seen a lot of people get frantic panic and immediately take their eye off the ball that they needed to be on focusing on other things and then losing connection there. So my main goal has been just stay connected, however it may be, whether whether it's this platform or text message or whatever, you know, telegraph. I think think it's smart. I think that those that, you know, you, especially in our business, that you continue to check on them and not just for business yeah. You know, like, hey, are you going to buy something from me? But you just, hey, how are you feeling? How are you holding up? I think that that goes such a long way in developing that relationship. And you become more of that consultant when you do those things versus only checking on them when you have money attached to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the biggest the biggest issue in our, you know, market, mm-hmm. what we do. Like, it's the old madman if you ever watch that show or people ever know how this industry started it was an amazing show but this industry is cutthroat and everyone's a competitor no one wants to work together and if someone's doing this you got to do something different and uh, we're not in those times anymore and honestly you were if you weren't that type of person you would have never been you know sucked into that and you probably would have been successful no matter what but um 
it's unfortunate. I tell everyone there's enough business to go around. None of us are competitors. I don't see you as a competition. Someone's like, your competition is doing this. I'm like, dude, I don't have competition. I'm me. I'm not like anybody else. And that's good for them. If they need help, they can holler at me. Or, you know, if I need something, I'm going to call someone, you know, because there's plenty to go around. You work together. Make a new, together. Yeah, they make new ones of us every day, right? We're not going mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still those. You don't have to have a license to do what we do. You know, any Tom, Dick, or Harry can do what we do, but do you do it correctly and you Ooh, take it I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. How do you feel about what's your take on uh, do you have any like side hustles? Do you do anything like have any hobbies that you think one day I do turn into something? Um, I do voiceover work. Okay. So here's a plug right now. If you need anything voiced over, I'm happy to do so. I've done everything from regular commercials to recruitment videos to I have actually voiced over a hotel uh, information line. You know, when you go to hotels and like channel ones, like welcome to the Marriott Resort. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. We have buffets. Okay. I did that. Did I've you, done for a, who? What can you say? Was it for a Beacon Motel? No, no. It was from up north somewhere. It, it, they had a lot of Indian heritage, like names. Yeah. It was really hard to pronounce, and I had to recut a bunch of stuff. But this has been like seven years ago, so I'd be lying if I told well, you. So give me your radio voice. Can you mock up me like? Can you mock up me like an announcement for the podcast, real quick? This, this is my radio voice. Okay. I think that's funny when people say that they go, "You don't sound the same." You have to understand. There's a processor that probably does do something to your levels. There's different reads and deliveries. Yeah. But my voice is my voice. Like I'm no different. I might have a different inflection. I probably pronunciate a little bit more. Um, well, I've done a children's app. I was a voice of Gertie the Grizzly Bear. And Ranger Rick series. That was probably the coolest thing I've done, really. That's cool. Um, but yeah, that's my side hustle. Well, there's a there's a huge need for um for voiceover, especially now. You know, especially any type of video, anything you're doing, there's a huge need for it. And, and then the audio books and everything else, you should do one of those one day. I do. I saw that. So I've become a fan of TikTok, which is probably the dumbest thing I could have ever done is get a TikTok account because now like I cannot stop looking at stuff. Like it's just a hole of just garbage and I just wipe. Um, but I saw that audible, you can easily record for audiobooks. And I have a buddy of mine who does it and gets paid pretty well to do it. I could read children's books all day. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's a good little side hustle. I forgot you told me about that last time we met, but yeah, it's, um, that is cool. Um, I think that, you know, getting into one industry and, that being the one concrete thing you do the rest of your life is a thing of the past now. Yeah. Um, I think there's too many people doing the same things that I, I, I do get excited when I see these young kids doing their little whatever. You know, when we were younger, it was mowing the grass. Now it's whatever, YouTube accounts or whatever, maybe. Up presents. Like, yeah. why do we had to do hard labor? They're like, hey, I got this new toy. Let me open it up for you. And then they get paid millions of dollars. We, we got the stick, man. Yeah. Well, right up the rear. Like, why did we get cool jobs like that? I mean, it's just the attention wasn't there. Like, I think it's more of a, there's so many people consuming so much information that it's a lot easier for one person to be successful. You know, forever ago, there was only five networks and you had to try out against thousands of children to be on a commercial. You know what I mean? Yeah. but And those, I mean, and those five networks are still trying to compete today, which is hilarious. <laughs> look at how it's worked for uh, Britney Spears. Bless her heart. Hey, that's turning a frown upside down, right? 
No, she's like captive in her own house. Yeah, but she's but she's created a lot of attention on herself again, which has given her a voice. I think that's, you know, something, you know, something positive out of that. I, I don't have all the details. I just hear little bits and pieces. So here, here I am being that person I just mentioned that is regurgitating <laughs> probably not the right facts. Yeah. But the gist I get is that her dad had control of everything yeah. and they were drugging her to make her seem crazy. So she's not I, really crazy. Yeah. I don't know what the, the, you know, exact prognosis of all that is yet, but I do know that, yeah, that, that her dad was definitely controlling everything. And that's been some of the disconnect of people thinking that she was a certain way, but she really wasn't kind of deal. And he probably is taking money from her probably using her but i've also seen videos of her online that she's posting of herself and i have to say she doesn't and i'm sorry britney fans please don't i'm sure she's a lovely woman she's yeah. so cuckoo i yeah. mean all women are crazy though just different levels of crazy. i did not say that just so everyone knows and i do not we agree are. With you. i do if not you agree with hormones, you we did <laughs> you scared no we're all crazy no if you had the hormones we did imagine <laughs> being angry and you don't know why you're angry. You're just angry. And you're just waiting for someone to tether that anger to. And then when that person comes along, you just, that's being a woman. Yeah, makes Fine. sense. <clears throat> or just being emotional and wanting to cry. And you have no reason. You just want to cry. And then you just look at something to tether that to. Just next time you just see a woman doing that, and you're like, gosh, this is irrational behavior. Just realize what we're going through. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I grew up with a single mom for quite some years before she started remarried and started having a lot of children. <clears throat> so I do have some sympathy for, you know, women. And um, I get it. I did see a lot of craziness when I was growing up. <laughs> got shit thrown at me, got yelled at. Didn't even, I was like, what? I mean, so you understand. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I can't help it. So you, <clears throat> yeah. okay. You said she got remarried. So how many are in the first litter? Are you first, the So there's first litter. There's one, there's a little, well, there's another one after that, and then the she got remarried, and there's five. Okay, so yeah. one, got it. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So, do you did you like her? Or is she still married to? Yeah, all's good. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, you like him? Yeah. I mean, here's my thing. It is what it is. I mean, if you don't like at this point in life, it's like if you keep kids alive and you don't abuse them, you're doing great. You know, like I don't have to like him. He kept me alive and he didn't whoop my ass. Like, so, you know, like what about the second guy, that's your brother's sister's dad. You said from the second letter. It's a weird thing. We won't talk about like really just like disconnect there. That is really not my business to discuss, but um, he got back involved later. Again, this goes back to the, you forgot who we're talking to. You just said religion or politics. So well, yeah. Now, I mean, no, you're right. I mean, I talk about it, but it's not my business. You know what I mean? I feel like, but well, for me, I'll like talk about anything. I don't give but a shit. I stepped on toes. No, so no, no, not at all. Not at all. I'm just not going to talk about someone else's shit. Fair enough. I'll talk about all mine. <laughs> so tell me about your shit then. I mean, I don't know what to talk about right now. Um, my Look, I'm hyper-focused on this thing right now. Um, I'm really excited about this. I've gotten bored in our industry. Our industry just bores yeah. me now. I feel like it's the same shit, the same shit every day. I love my clients. I love the business. But um, this is fun. You know, I like having a conversation. I feel like that sure. people we're so disconnected now, even though we're even though we may still be connected. People are like we mock a meeting up to start this shit up to talk about stuff that really we don't really care about. You know what I mean? And now yeah. we're just we're having a real conversation here where most people when they turn this zoom on, it's meeting bullshit. 
<laughs> so what is it that's so boring about our industry? What do you think? It oh, is? I, it's not that I'm bored with it. I mean, it's not that it's boring. I'm just, I'm, uh, it's not, it's become, um, I don't know. It's hard to say. So when you get it, when you're doing something just like radio, I guess maybe for you, I don't know. Like when you've done it long enough, you're like, okay, I need the next challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying I'm ready to quit or anything. I still enjoy it, but like, I need a new challenge. This is a new challenge for me. Are you like. hoping this takes off and you become like uber famous? No, I just wanted to keep, I just wanted to be worth it doing. I don't care if, I mean, it doesn't make me any money. I enjoy it though. Is that something that you want to tether money to? I would if it was the right fit. I'm not going to bend over for anyone's, you know, start doing ads or anything unless it's the right fit. Something I actually care about. Live reads. What would you, okay, let's put this out there to all of your listeners and viewers. Is it a podcast listener if it's on video? Or there I don't know. I do, I do audio and video. I have it on everything. So like a lot of people consume, like, so people who don't consume podcasts, really, they like to watch this shit on YouTube or Facebook. Right. But people who actually are podcast listeners go to Spotify or app. Okay. So if we were going to look for people that could be sponsors of the show, what would be your wish list? Um, Obviously we, we don't want chicken because I thought Tyson would be really good as much protein as you need, but we're scratching that. Uh, so um, go ahead. I feel like you're starting like a, um, like a marketing read with me trying to help me grow my business. Sure. I'm a business partner. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, definitely, don't ask. definitely tequila. Okay. Tequila. Definitely tequila. Okay. I already right. have rain, rain energy as a sponsor. Thank you. Rain energy. But they just give me this shit for free. So you got to give them a plug. And this is the first plug you've given them. I give them playing all the time. I, I drink it. I give them a plug all the time. What is Rain Energy? Rain Energy is a, a, a nice low calorie beverage. That's uh, I don't, you know, I don't do these live read things. It only has a hundred milligrams of sodium, one carb, zero sugar, no protein, no calories. Probably has a lot of fake things in it to make it taste good. You got to work on that, buddy. You can't say hey, fake to make it taste good. I keep it real. But what, what is so great about that? Why would you choose to buy that versus? Um, I was already drinking these things. I quit drinking coffee and I was already drinking like one, a half of these in the morning. And then um, I reached out to a previous guest and friend of mine who works for these people. And I was like, hey, would y'all be interested in giving me some free stuff? And uh, I'm drinking it already. And they were like, yeah, cool. So All right. I like it. Where Can you just buy this in the regular? Yes, yeah, everywhere. So. A lot of people don't know this, but I'll release a secret. So it's actually, so Monster is a Coke product, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Rain's is a part of that family. So a lot of people don't know that. So you can see anywhere that has Coca-Cola's can have these. But a lot of people don't attribute that to Coca-Cola. They attribute Monster to it. Um, but if you dig, you can see who owns what, basically. But it's everywhere in any convenience store, you know, supplement okay. store, whatever it may be. Yeah, those energy drinks are like the new thing. I don't really drink any of those, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I just, I I drink it once a day. I'm just a straight up black coffee kind of gal in water. No, no sugar, no Splenda. Mm -mm. I used to drink all kinds of like Diet Coke. I mean, just, and I, I quit that. It's something about having children for me. Yeah. Like I decided, hey, you might, you might want to start taking care of yourself. So no Diet Coke, but French fries. Yeah. Okay. It's all about balance. It's not about balance. It's okay. Exactly. Exactly. 
There's nothing wrong with French fries. Potato. I, I love French. I love French fries. I just don't. You know, I try not to eat them a lot, but every now and then I, I like a good French fry. You know, I think you just put on your judgy pants just a little bit. I did not. I have judgy pants. They don't come in my size. No, I would never do that. <clears throat> so you can you drink your rain. I'll eat my French fries. All right. Yeah, this is probably just as bad for me. Maybe I'll get a French fry sponsor. You should. What are the other sponsors that you would? I have no idea. <clears throat> Maybe um, um, some kind of good T-shirt that I like to wear. I don't know. Like, I mean, there's really, I'm not, I, I, I haven't really sit down and said I want some sponsors because my biggest thing is I could have already, right? I could have already got local sponsors, right? Sure. And grown this at a local level. And, in, and you know, and leverage my local following to grow this. But I did not want to do it that way. I wanted to put it out to the masses and figure out if it was worth the shit or not. And then let it grow organically. And then as you know, opportunities come in, I, I would may take one, may, may not. But I told myself and I told everyone that kept asking me there, I was like, I'm not gonna take any sponsors, I'm not gonna make any money off this. I'm gonna do it completely from scratch at the beginning and grow it and then see what happens. So how have you, how have you grown? How are you growing? It's going good. Um, we we average, you know, anywhere from two to five hundred listeners per podcast on a normal one. And if I have someone crazy on it, you know, it's you know, it could be hundreds of thousands of views, like when you mentioned earlier, Cajun Ninja. I mean, when you have someone over a million followers, you're going to get a lot of views. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Did he cook for you? Oh, no, that, he was in the car when y'all were in. Yeah, he was in the car, um, but he was a nice, nice guy. Um, I had connected with him through someone else I know and um, definitely liked his story. Just wanted to talk to him, but didn't know that much about him. I don't really watch his cooking because I don't cook those type of things. Um, but <clears throat> I started watching it afterwards because I got interested in him. You know, his um, yeah. the way he's, his just culture and his character, basically, I wanted to see what it's about after that he's gotten a lot of views and so is that other guy the cajun put it on a cracker guy oh yeah it's not hard to find something like you said if you're passionate about this it's not going to be hard for you to take off you just have to that's that's the the best thing about it is most people immediately put something on a pedestal and they start doing it and if it's not successful within a few months then they quit you know they like my thing is here Excuse me, my voice is getting crazy here. Are you getting choked up? It's okay. Yeah, I'm getting emotional. Okay, so my thing is here, if we take the time to do this, and it's maybe it's an hour, hour and 15 minutes, whatever, and one person listens to it, besides our bullshit jargon back and forth, if they get some kind of delight out of it, some kind of they don't have to worry about the bullshit problems at home or at work, and they're just listening to this, then it's worth my time, your time, you know, I feel like. You know, and then if we get real deep and we're talking about some really meaningful stuff, some guests, we do that. Um, and they get something out of that great too. As long as one person listens or watch this and gets something out of it, I'm going to keep doing it. I'd be very interested to see <laughs> out of this almost hour of us talking, what they have picked up out of this as a little, um, little I don't know. Along with them. our healthy eating habits and, um, um, you know, how much masturbating raise your heart rate, I guess. I don't I guess so. Is it hard for you to find t-shirts? You said a t-shirt sponsor. No, and I'm just no. Looking. no, no. Um, I wear XL. Nothing crazy. I'm not weird shaped or anything. I like these Gold's Gym. Gold's Gym. Shout out to them. They have good shirts. No, but I mean, you've worked on your fitness and yeah. you know, you've got, you got your muscles. Yeah. So I would just think that, you know, most America were, they're on the bigger side, but not the muscular side. And if they do, they make clothes for muscular people is there um, a brand that i think they have some muscle like muscle brands they like, i see the ads on you know instagram or what have you um that 
are like tailored for people that way. But I, I typically just find shirts that fit well and I don't really have to go buy a special brand or anything like that. You know, like they used to have Husky jeans. I do remember those. I used to wear those. I was like a 34 Husky in like eighth grade. Yeah, I'm still a 34 now. I feel good. <laughs> I wonder why they decided to, to pick that dog out of all the dogs. And I'm sure that's probably not where that came from. But every time I see that, I think of the dog. I've never thought that before. And I'm not sure if they make that size anymore. But if I hear it now, that's all I'm going to remember that you said. And that. it's kind of like I've always had to have tall jeans because I'm 5'12", not six foot, 5'12". Um, and so why would it be like a Great Dane jean, you know? Yeah. No. Okay. They can't all be winners. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's, um, that is an interesting question. How do you feel? You just said uh, that a lot of people are bigger. How do you feel about, um, I'm about to get like semi-political, but not really just wanted to know what your um, opinion is on something. How do you feel about our country being 43% obese or childhood obesity? I think what's your opinion on that since you have kids? Oh, it scares me, you know, and I've had to be, cause I was raised with the whole clean your plate club, you know, so was I. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll get you dessert. Um, but I don't think our parents knew the preservatives they were putting in our food. You know, we don't, we didn't live on a farm like their parents did and their grandparents did. Yeah. They were just buying it off the shelf, you know, and if it said low fat or if it said, hey, try this margarine, no one tells them that margarine's like two molecules away from plastic. Yeah. Like nobody tells people this. You have to do your own research. And so I think it's unfortunate for those that think because they're buying it because it says low fat or healthy, um, you know, they're just taking their word for it. Whereas I started doing research after I had kids and they're like, you don't want to buy anything that's, you know, stick with five ingredients or less things you can pronounce and stick them to the outside of the grocery store. Cause that's yeah. where all the healthy stuff is, you know? And so I try to have that conversation with my kids and tell them, Hey, look, I love food too. I, and it's okay to eat pizza every now and then, but we really need to start focusing on what we're putting in our bodies and are we moving more than we're eating? Because I don't want to give them an unhealthy body image but I want them to realize why we do what we do. Well, there's a, there's a weird disconnect there. And there's people that, you know, say, well, feel good in your skin or whatever, but if you're unhealthy, you know, if you're unhealthy, it's a difference between feeling good, looking good and being unhealthy to where it's something that's going to create, you know, issues like heart disease, you know, hypertension, high blood pressure. You know, I just, it it bothers me that the obese kid things bothers me more than the obese adults, because typically when someone's obese and they're in their forties, they're not going to change unless they get some weird, you know, inclination to have a, you know, a life experience that alters everything. Then yeah, that typically you see that and I'm not downing anybody, you do what you want, do whatever the hell you want. But I just, I'm scared for the kids that are, you know, overweight. Like I was there for a little while and just never know any better. Well, I struggle with that on and off my whole life because I like that much you know, food and the, the occasional cocktail, but you know, you have to, like you said, you have to make that change, but a lot of these people aren't, they don't realize that there's more to just that label. Like you have to do your research and who has time to do all that research. And then how do you know what you're reading is the right research? It's just, we move so fast in America and it's so much, sometimes it's cheaper and easier. Well, you can ask Nate, Nate Edwards will tell you if it doesn't grow out of the ground, breathe and walk, then don't eat it. We've had this conversation and I agree with him. So if you stick to that, I feel like there's no, there's no wrong at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's so hard for people to do that. I think we've hit every spectrum that there is to hit in a conversation. In this <laughs> of time. 
I don't know how entertaining that was. I was entertained. But that is, this is the most random off the wall. We really did just shoot the shit, didn't we? I told you. Yeah. Doesn't have to be about anything important. Um, Before we close out, final thoughts. What would you tell someone, say your side hustle you enjoy to do? And we both love our current jobs. We enjoy it. If we didn't, we wouldn't be doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, well, I had two questions. Why did you, what made you get out of radio and into what you're doing? radio. Um, no, but I mean like get out of only mic. When, when they decided to syndicate the current, the morning show I had, and they okay. wanted to put me on the afternoons. I'd been with the company for a while and I just, I saw a lot of things. I had put a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and anxiety into that show. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I don't feel like they appreciate the value I brought. So I'm going to step away. Did I think that meant step away from the mic forever? No. Okay. But like I said, when I finally had that relief of, man, I don't have to perform anymore. It's not about the dog and pony show in the next bit. I realized, well, maybe I need to see what else is out there. And when I was asked to come on and do the, the marketing gig on the other side, I was scared. I mean, to work on commission and not know what you're going to make every month is a scary thing. Yeah, it is. But then I realized that I can do everything I really enjoyed about being on the air, but I can do it for businesses yeah. and help get their business, uh, you know, awareness and uh, get them attention, just like I did for the show. So I get to do everything I really enjoy. I get to, you know, make money doing what I enjoy doing. Without the anxiety, of course, it comes with its own anxiety and pressure, but without that whole performance, like, hey, what are we talking about today? (laughs) So that's why I'm that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Now, somebody asked me today, do you think that you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life? And I'll tell you no, because I thought that I was going to be a morning DJ for the rest of my life. I just thought, okay, this is it. And then boy, was I wrong. So I'm not saying I'm going to say that. I, no, I don't know what I'll be doing for the rest of my life, but I know that right now, this is where I need to be. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, so, and um, any advice to someone who may have some kind of side hustle they're doing or wanting to do that, but they're a bit apprehensive because they may not, they may be scared to take time away from something to put into that, not sure, you know, sure of the results, or they may think that they're worried about someone's judgment and, you know, taking a path that they weren't expected to do anything. What's your thoughts on that? You can't worry about that. You really can't worry about what other people think. I mean, you got to worry about how you feel and your happiness comes first. And I think it is all about building your own brand, whether you are on an air on a podcast or you're just in marketing as a consultant, you have to build your brand, stay true to your brand and, you, you don't worry about what everybody else thinks. Stay true to who you are and, you know, keep up that frequency. And if you enjoy what you're doing, then you'll kick it out of work. Yeah. Well, kick it out of work. Whatever. Maybe you're a really strong soccer player. doesn't matter. I like it. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Douglas Thomas. Oh, God. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, no, I enjoyed it today. It's good to catch up. Um, super relaxed combo. I hope someone just enjoys and gets a laugh out of something we talked about today, if nothing else, you know what I mean? But um, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the time. All right. Everyone, please subscribe to the podcast.